Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, November 4th, 2021. I'm Rich Straffolino. Twitter began rolling out support for preview cards for Instagram links on the web and mobile. Cross posts from Instagram will now show a preview of the image with the link. Instagram's Twitter photo integration was previously disabled in December 2012. In its Q4, Qualcomm earned $2.55 per share on revenue of $9.32 billion, up 43% on the year and beating analyst estimates. The company's licensing division grew revenue 3% to $1.56 billion, while handset revenue increased 56% to $4.69 billion. On the earnings call, CEO Cristiano Amon was optimistic on an ease to the chip shortage, saying he expected to see material improvements to our supply by the end of the calendar year. Nintendo revised its full-year Switch sales forecast to 24 million units, down 6% from previous forecasts. According to Nintendo President Shintaro Furukawa, the company doesn't think it can fully meet expected demand during the holiday quarter due to the ongoing chip shortage, saying there is no sign of improvement and the situation continues to be severe, so I can't say how long it will continue. Roku beat analyst earnings estimate in Q3, earning $0.48 per share on revenue of $680 million. Revenue increased 51% on the year, but came in under analyst estimates. Active accounts were up 23% in the year to 56.4 million, with accounts averaging 3.5 streaming hours a day. Player revenue fell 26% in the year to $97.4 million, while platform revenue, largely from ads and content distribution, jumped 82% to $582.5 million. Meta's Quest and Quest 2 headsets are getting version 34 operating system updates starting now. This update brings SpaceSense, which shows you in real time if someone or some dog has entered your VR space. SpaceSense can sense people and large pets and highlight them with a pink glow. There are also expanded voice commands as well as Android app notifications in the headset. The U.S. Department of Commerce has added the makers of Pegasus Software, Israel's NSO group, to the U.S. entity list. This requires U.S. companies to get a special license in order to do business with NSO group. NSO is accused of supplying Pegasus to governments that use the software to track journalists and activists. Israel's Kandiru, Russia's Positive Technologies, and Singapore's Computer Security Initiative Consultancy were also added to the entity list because of allegations of misuse of their security tools. The Federal Communications Commission approved Boeing's application for its V-Band Constellation satellite system, designed to beam high-speed broadband to U.S. consumers. This constellation will consist of 132 low-Earth orbiting satellites and another 15 non-geostationary satellites. Boeing submitted the application in 2017. It's unclear when it will begin launching its satellites. This week, Facebook said it would stop using facial recognition for photo tagging, but according to Meta spokesperson Jason Gross, the company is exploring ways to incorporate biometrics into other Metaverse products. Meta will also keep the deep face algorithm that powered the photo tagging feature. Meta says that for any future use of facial recognition, it will be public about intended use, how people can have control over these systems, and their personal data. Google will add the option for developers to offer third-party billing systems on the Play Store in South Korea. South Korea's National Assembly approved a law over the summer requiring mobile app store operators to open platforms to outside payment systems. Apple made its TestFlight app testing platform available on the Mac App Store for all users. It announced TestFlight was coming to the Mac App Store earlier this year and then released a beta version to developers in August. 
Anantech did a full breakdown of Google's new Tensor SoC found on the Pixel 6 series. The SoC uses the same clock management and power management architecture as Samsung's Exynos 2100 SoC, but differentiates with two media encoder IP blocks and different processor core setups. The TPU on Tensor was actually beat by Qualcomm's Snapdragon 888 on image classification and object detection tasks, but led all SoCs in language processing. Higher memory latency led Tensor being 12% less powerful than the Snapdragon 888 while using 14% more power. Tensor's Mali G78 GPU performed well against Qualcomm's offerings, but Anantec noted thermal throttling limited its performance. Asus announced the VivoBook 13 Slate OLED, a 13.3-inch Windows tablet with a 1080p OLED screen, detachable keyboard, and magnetically attached Asus Pen 2.0. It runs on an Intel Pentium Silver N6000 CPU. It ships in December, starting at $599. And finally, Amazon's latest update to its virtual assistant lets users move audio between rooms. Users can now use commands to change playing audio to different groups of speakers, continue listening to audio from a home speaker to Echo Buds, and change speakers for playback within a home using the Resume Music Here command. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.